0: Hey, everybody. So glad that you've joined us for a service at IPC. Jeff and the band, thank you so much for offering us your incredible gifts of music. Thank you for helping us draw closer to God through those gifts. And James, thank you so much for all you do behind the scenes to bring this service together, um, to set up the lights at just the right angle and to get the timing down. James, you're the best. So thank you so much. So folks, my name is Joyce. For the past eight years, I have been the pastor of community at Intercote Presbyterian Church. And today marks my final message to you. Uh, I felt God's prompting to move on from IPC. It's not a decision I took on lightly, but um, sometimes we need to step out in faith, knowing that God calls us in every season to a new thing, and knowing that in every season, God is with us. So I want to start today by playing a game, or taking a bit of a survey and asking you the question, would you rather? Would you rather say hello or goodbye? So if you were here at IPC, sitting in front of me, I would ask you to raise your hand. So I'm going to ask you to do that at home as well. So would you rather say hello? If you would rather say hello, please raise your hand. Would you rather say goodbye, please raise your hand. Me, I am firmly camped in the I would rather say hello. Um, I love meeting new people. I love getting to know people, getting to know their stories. I love building relationships with with people. And I have loved over the past um, 14 to eight years getting to know you, being able to say hello to you on Sunday mornings and um, in, in other places where our paths crossed. I've loved getting to know your story. I've loved being able to hear your story of faith and where you see God um, blessing you, where you see God calling you, the ways that God has gifted you, and how generous you, the people of IPC, have been in sharing your gifts and abilities. I have disliked saying goodbye for most of my life. One of my earliest memories is as a four-year-old little girl, um, having to say goodbye to my oldest sibling, Joanne. As she left, uh, when I was four and when she was 19, she left our home and she went all the way to Grand Rapids, Michigan and attended Calvin College. To me, um, that was devastating, devastating. Joanne had done so much in caring for me. Our mother had been ill while I was, uh, while I was young, And so my older siblings did a lot of my care. So thinking that Joanne was leaving and I wouldn't see her until Thanksgiving seemed like an eternity to four-year-old me. So instead of going to say goodbye, I hid under my bed. And in some ways this morning, I would rather be hiding under my bed than saying goodbye to you, quite honestly. And as I've been talking um, to various people I've noticed that there are more people who struggle to say goodbye I needed to look to scripture look to the Bible for a way to say goodbye well a way to honor the relationships that we've built with each other to honor these um, past eight years where I have been had where I have been your pastor where I have had the privilege to engage with you to serve you as your minister so Um, What I noticed as I looked at scripture was that Paul, as he wrote to the various churches that he um, had visited and then later wrote, often from prison, he would, in his closing remarks, he would offer kind of a summary of the grace and peace that they had experienced together, and then he would give a parting blessing or in Latin, a benediction to the people as he was leaving. So Paul would summarize how God had been present among them, and then he would leave the people with a blessing. And that's what I want to do here today. I want to um, spend some time looking back and affirming the ways that I saw God present with us, the ways that you have blessed me and my family. And I want to also leave you with a parting blessing, a benediction, which literally translated means a good word. I want to leave you with with God's presence taking something with you um, from today's service. So um, over, over the past year, I'm sure you've noticed all the YouTube vid- videos of the blessing. The blessing written by... Um, Carrie Job, Cody Carnes, and Elevation Worship has kind of gone viral on YouTube and on various social medias. And I've asked Jeff if he would please um, sing these words of scripture over you today. And I'd like to ask you if you could please um, assume a posture of reception for these words. If you could um, take a deep breath, sit firmly, Breathe deeply and even position your hands so that they are open um, to receive these words of blessing. Thank you, Jeff, for blessing us with these words. Thank you, IPC, for receiving these words of blessing.
1: face shine upon and be gracious at a thousand generations And your family And your children And their children And their children May His presence Go before you And behind you And beside you All around you And within you He is with you He is with you In the morning In the evening And you come coming And you go. Joyce is for you, he is for you. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations. And your family, and your children, and their children, and their children. May his presence go before you, and behind you, and beside you, all around you, and within you, he is with you is with you in the morning and the evening and you're coming and you're going and you're weeping and rejoicing is for you is for you may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children may his presence go before you and beside you all around you and within you he's with you he's with you in the morning in the evening and you're coming and you're going and you weep weeping and rejoicing he's for you he's for you Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Thank you, Jeff, for singing those words of blessing. Those words are taken directly from scripture. The first scripture that um, is contained in that song is from Numbers 6, verses 24 to 26, where Moses tells Aaron to bless the people of Israel with these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. That's called the Aaronic blessing, and it was used at the close of every tabernacle service. So if you can imagine um, Jesus attending um, services on the Sabbath day at the tabernacle, he would have Heard these words of parting blessing each time he went. And for millennia, the Jewish people have ended their services with those blessing, those words of blessing. The next scripture that's um, used in that song is a little, is not quite so tightly used, but um, Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Know therefore, the Lord your God is God, He is the faithful God keeping his covenant to love a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his blessings. Again, the part where um, where Jeff's saying about God's blessings going to a thousand generations, to their children and their children, how um, God's blessings take up an eternity. God's blessings never end. And the third passage that... Carrie Job says she used for this song. It's taken from Psalm 16, verse 11. You made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So the idea of God making a path for us, God being present with us in every In every moment of our lives and there's so many verses that relate that to us in the Bible so many verses where God promises to always be with us and to never forsake us from Psalm 46 and for God to to go with us through every moment Psalm 23 is filled with um, a beautiful illustration of how God goes through every circumstance of our life with us So those are the three passages that are used in this song. And I hope that you have received these words. Again, I want to uh, look back and look at how you have been such an incredible blessing in my life. Um, In April 2019, I had ankle replacement surgery. And to my children, even though... Um, I was out of commission. For my children, those were some of the best days because you blessed us to overflowing. Um, You you made our fridge overflow with really good food. You made our freezer overflow with really good food. And for between four to six weeks, um, my husband and my kids didn't have to cook. And they said that those were among the best meals that they ever had. So thank you so much for um, blessing my family. Um, My kids thought it was hilarious because it's my husband and kids who honestly do the majority of cooking at my house. But um, when you thought I was at a commission uh, with my ankle, you just incredibly blessed us. And when when I started discussing with my kids that um, I felt like God was nudging me to to leave IPC to move on to something new. Uh, they said, "Mom, can't you just wait and have maybe your other ankle done?" Um, they wanted more of your incredible food. They wanted more of your incredible blessings. And that was just one of the times where you have richly blessed my family. Um, another another memory from the highlight. Um, real looking back over the last eight years was IPC refuge I remember uh, during the the Syrian refugee crisis um, talking with some members of IPC about the possibility of us um, sponsoring a refugee family and Fred and Carol Hagel looked into what were how would that work, and how could we enter with the government into an agreement together to, to together sponsor a refugee family? And a lot of prayer was taken around this, and um, then when we finally decided to do it, I put out an invitation to the congregation to you, IPC, to come and um, be part of the IPC refugee team. And I remember setting up um, on a winter's night with uh, Maureen Harbinson and Danielle Paluska, and thinking, okay, we don't know who's coming. We set up in the pulse right here. And uh, I remember setting up 12 chairs. And then just before seven looking, oh my, we need more chairs. And more and more people came until we had a room of 25 people, 25 incredibly gifted people ready to offer their gifts and abilities to help a family transition from a refugee camp into life in Canada. And then, um, so we, we spent some time planning, doing all the paperwork, and part of that was that we also needed to raise uh thirty five thousand dollars. And I remember making that plea to you and within two weeks all of that money had arrived. IPC Refuge had in faith stepped out and said, We we will we pledge this much and then the congregation um all of you were so generous with your hard-earned money and we were able to um, meet the the budget that the Canadian government had given us with so quickly again you showed your generosity you showed how eager you were to be a blessing to the world how eager you were to take um, take the refugee take the fatherless and give them an opportunity here in this new country. And then the Jala family was selected and they arrived and we needed to find a place for them to live and furniture. And again, you were so generous. You were such a blessing. And every time there was a need, it was met immediately. And the IPC refuge did this incredible job of the finance people made sure we um, did everything there. The people who set up their homes, set up this beautiful home, cleaned cleaned it, and um, the, there was always someone who was looking to give an item, looking to give groceries, looking to give rides to London um, for various appointments. And uh, you were such a blessing, and you are such a blessing. You were so eager to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You were so eager to um, be love in such tangible ways. So thank you. Thank you for the ways that you did that. And I can't count the amount of times where I put forward a need in terms of reaching out to our downtown community, a need for um, non-perishable food items or um, put forward reverse of reverse offering items and i remember putting out baskets uh, for food and just or for items and i just remember you the incredibly generous people of ipc filling those baskets to overflowing um, the amount of body wash that we have collected over the past eight years the amount of hats and mitts um, you have been so generous and i just want to thank you Um, and again this year at Christmas when we took on the task of uh, feeding over 200 people a full course Christmas meal uh, I had volunteers within just a few days of putting it out the invitation out there and I actually had to turn away people Um, you have again and again made Um, the cup of blessings um, for ministry for tangible ways to reach out to our community you have just you have filled my cup to overflowing with blessing Um, it has been such an incredible adventure to be able to uh, share life with you to share so many great beginnings to baptize your children and your grandchildren to um, go through wedding preparation courses with you to be present at your wedding to officiate your wedding Um, it has been such a blessing to be able to enter the sacred space where you were struggling and you have invited me to um, bring god's words of peace and reassurance um, to offer you care in those moments It has been such a blessing to be able to walk with you through times of grief and times of challenge so that together we could draw closer to God and feel God's embrace and nearness in those challenging times. And um, you have been so generous in terms of supporting the, the mission of hope to Nicaragua. It's been an incredible delight for me to see my dairy farmer husband, who I usually see um, smelling a little bit like cows and often, you know, a, a little specks of, well, manure on him being transformed into this uh, international um, international ambassador. It, it's it been so rewarding for me to be able to see your love and support that David has been able to bring um, to the people of Nicaragua again and again, year after year. And it's hilarious to me that in the capital city of Nicaragua, in Managua, there's a place called the Nehemiah Center where they say, oh yes, Canada, they, e- they equate equi- equate canada with inner keep and the generous people of inner keep who um keep blessing them with um providing teacher training providing pastor training leadership training providing um gifts to mila and the resourcing her feeding center for children Uh, the lives that you have blessed it's it's been astounding and um honestly, folks, you are the best, and you have blessed me and um, my ministry. You have, you have taught me what it means to uh, trust that God, when God calls us to something, that God also provides. Um, I've had so many opportunities to learn with you. Um, I, I just think of when uh, someone came to me, when Alison Heidinga came to me and said, let's start Sisterhood, let's start a women's group. And I, I came from seminary thinking, all right, we're in the last days of, um, we're in the last the last years of the 20th century. We're at a point where it's time for women and men to learn best together. And I said, seriously, God, are we gonna are we gonna tackle men and women um, studying God's Word together? I wasn't a great fan, but God kept o- opening doors, so um, so I agreed to walk through them. So thank you for teaching me the importance of how there is a time and a place, there is a season where men and women. Um, need each other, need to uh, study God's Word together, need to be able to support each other so Allison thanks for sticking with me and all the people who made sisterhood happen uh, thank you for giving your gifts and abilities and it has been a great delight to see how wrong I was and how I um, needed to take my my views and beliefs and hold them gently to be humble enough um, for you to teach me uh, what God was calling us to so thank you for doing that. And when we see the, um, the effects of impact and sisterhood, we see the incredible relationships and um, the, the growth, the connection to each other and God that has been uh, achieved through those ministries. I praise God um, that you have. You taught me the humility, you taught me to be open, you taught me to, to hold my beliefs uh, lightly and, and look at the blessing that has come. So I apologize uh, if I offended anyone with my beliefs, but thank you, thank you for, uh, for teaching me a new way, a better way. Um, thank you for the opportunity that together we could learn and grow. So there are so many other things that I could talk about in terms of looking back, and looking back at the ways that God was incredibly present over the last eight years, the ways that God was um, just, that God opened doors of opportunity for us to walk through, and the ways that your generosity with your time and your talents, with your hard-earned money, uh, just made ministry happen. Um i think some people are going to talk about the things that i accomplished but really it was things that we accomplished things that god called us to and things that you eagerly and generously walk through the door with together so thank you you have been such an incredible blessing and that's not even to mention like the relationships that happened through healing care the healing that happened um just i There's so much I could go on for hours and hours, but we want to use your time wisely. And I just, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. I thank you for blessing my life. I thank you for all that you have taught me. To the older people at IPC, um, we initially came here in twen- 2007 as a family, and we were we were blown away by just how gracious and generous the older people of IPC were. Just how much you wanted to see the next generation blessed. Um, and have come into a real relationship with Jesus Christ. So for all of you folks who have been here for decades and decades, for all of you who have created that culture of inspiring the next generation to use their gifts and abilities, I thank you. We truly do stand on the shoulders of some um, prayer warrior giants, some people who were so, so gracious and so generous in Um, sharing their gifts and abilities and their vision for all that the church could be. So thank you. And again, I want you to receive this morning, I want you to receive a blessing. I want you to receive a parting good word. Um, The the Lord bless you, I want to look at Numbers 6, 24 to 26, a little more closely. The first line is, the Lord bless you. So bless is another word for saying the Lord enrich your life in every way possible. The Lord enrich your life physically. The Lord enrich your life emotionally. The Lord enrich your relationships with each other. The Lord enrich your spiritual life. The Lord take care of every need that you could have. The Lord bless you. And the second part of that line, Numbers 6, verse 24, is and keep you. Or in the NLT, it says, the Lord bless you and protect you. So the Lord protect every aspect of your life. The Lord protect your spiritual health and your mental health. The Lord protect um, you physically and give, give you physical safety. The Lord protect you from disease. The Lord be with you in everything. So God again promises to be with us no matter, through every situation in life. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Remember the time when Moses was on Mount Sinai and after receiving the Ten Commandments, he asked God to show Um, Moses asked God to show his glory. Um, And God said, Moses, you can't handle my glory. Um, My glory is too much for you. My glory and your fallen humanness, your sinfulness, cannot exist in the same same time and space because of the fall. And Moses again asked, God, I want to see your glory. I want to see your face. So finally, God relented and tucked Moses into the cleft of a rock. Tucked him behind a rock, and it says that God passed in front of Moses. And Moses was able to see the hem of God's garment. Um... And even that made Moses glow so much that the people of Israel, when he came down Mount Sinai, couldn't stand to be with the reflection of God's glory that was emanating from Moses. Um, The idea of seeing, of having God's face shine upon us is about God's complete and complete glory um, shining on us so that we in turn can reflect his image and radiate his glory and um, adam and eve in before the fall they were able to walk with god in the cool of the evening but because of because of sin because of our fallen human nature we aren't able to handle god's full glory but we can handle bits of it so this this blessing is for God's face to shine upon you, for God's glory to be present in your life. And the next, the next part of verse 25, is "and be gracious unto you." Chris has been talking with you about grace for the last four or five weeks, um, talking about how God shows us undeserved favor, how. Um, Jesus Christ took our sin away from us, how Jesus Christ took the full wrath that we deserved um, to the cross for us, and we are able to experience some of God's undeserved favor, some of God's grace, some of God's graciousness, some of the glory shining emanating from God's face um, to be with us. The Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace so God is a God he's omnipresent he, God is present everywhere all the time he's all powerful so what does it mean when when this verse these verses say the Lord turn his face towards you it's the idea of That God is all present, but there are times when God gives us his full attention. If you were at a party with a whole bunch of people um, and you were sitting at a table with various people, post-COVID of course, um, and you you were looking face-to-face at someone and having a conversation, you would have their undivided attention. And that's the idea being conveyed behind this verse. The Lord turn his face towards you. The Lord that we, through Jesus Christ, um, we are able to have this intimate relationship with God. We are able to have God's relational presence, um, presence evident to us. And then it says, and give you peace. The idea of shalom, the idea of this, all-encompassing, having things brought back into harmony, having things um, brought back into all that God intended it to be, into his shalom. So these words, accept these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Deuteronomy um, 7 verses 9 to 10 in the message say this. God wasn't attracted to you and didn't choose you because you were big and important. The fact is there is almost nothing to you. He did it out of sheer love, keeping the promise he made to your ancestors. God stepped in and mightily brought you back out of the world of slavery freed you from the iron grip of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know this, God, your God, is indeed a God you can depend on. He keeps his covenant of loyal love with those who love him and observe his commandments for a thousand generations. Isn't that a beautiful way of saying um? that God in all his infinite glory and power stooped down to be with us. Through Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God came to be with us. Not because we were big and important, but out of his sheer love, out of his sheer love and keeping his promise to Adam and Eve, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to, all those gener- to David, to all those generations of people. Um, God sent Jesus to show his incredible love and he promises to be with us generation after generation after generation. I'm here today because of God's covenant faithfulness to my ancestors. I'm here today because of the faith of my parents, um, the faith of my grandparents. I I benefited from the blessing of Christian education, of My parents who were dedicated to making sure that I knew who Jesus was and I was brought to a place where um, their faith became my faith. And I was encouraged throughout my life to use my gifts and abilities to build God's kingdom, to use my gifts and abilities to uh, build up the church. And that's how I was able to hear God's calling. Because throughout my life, I was told, Joyce, you've been given this gift. You've been blessed with this blessing so that you can be a blessing. And I I spoke earlier of the gracious older people at IPC. uh, Those people who were elders decades ago, who set the, the framework, the groundwork for IPC to be all that it is today. For those people who woke up early um, in the morning to pray repeatedly for IPC. For the prayer team who uh, year after year has prayed that IPC would be a light to this community. That IPC would be like a hospital bringing the broken in and Um, letting them know how God is a God who answers prayer, how God is a God who is there for us, how God is faithful and true, how God is present um, generation after generation. So I may be leaving, people come and go from our lives, but we have a God whose love endures forever. We have a God who is so faithful in keeping his promises from one generation to the next. And I can't wait to see all that, um, the young people and children of IPC, all that they will be and how they will bring um, God's redemption and restoration into the world. And I've seen again and again how you folks have shown love. And I, and I just thank God for you. The last uh, verse is um, from Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Again, speaking of God's presence being with us, going before us and beside us and behind us, being with us forever. How God won't abandon us. He doesn't forsake us. How his heart is for us. And how he passionately and unconditionally loves us. And f- how he longs for us to experience the wonderf- wondrous gifts of his presence every day of our lives. God is so good. And God has shown again and again his grace and his mercy. It's hard to say goodbye but we, when we know that we have an incredible God who has our future, who has us, who loves us, we can enter into the unknown, praising God and thanking him for all he has done. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. Thanks folks.